Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. We are fresh back from another week (laughs) of watching and reading and listening to all sorts of fun, entertaining things. So we're excited to be Mm -hmm. back with you. Callan, how are you doing? I am doing well. Yeah, I don't really have anything. I don't have an anecdote for you, which I know sometimes I come out with one. Your intro really hit the nail on the head because I have been watching things and I have actually been getting back into reading. Awesome. Hey, that's good. I feel a little better about myself reading before bed rather than watching a show before (laughs) bed. That's funny. I've been trying to make that part of my nightly routine as well. Wow, look at us. Self-improvement. There you go. We're always improving. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, how have you been? I've been doing great. Just the same old, same old, but moving right along. Yeah, same old life, but (laughs) brand new content. Ooh, very nice. (laughs) Yes, yes, thank you. (laughs) Well, what are you drinking today? So, I've got a couple things. Actually, I've got a beverage and a snack. I really didn't have dinner, so... (laughs) Nice. This is my fuel for the evening. I guess I'm kind of having like a breakfast vibe, (laughs) if if you will. I love breakfast for dinner. Yes, me too. I don't normally drink vodka in the morning, but I am having vodka tonight. So I have a Greyhound, which I have had on the show before. I was with my mom and we squeezed a lot of grapefruits for some different cocktails that we had. And I have a lot of grapefruit juice left over. So, you know, I'm not going to let the fresh grapefruit go to waste. It's true. Yes, got another Greyhound for all you drinkers out there. That is just grapefruit juice and vodka. So got Tito's. It's the best. And then I am snacking on something that I believe we're both enjoying tonight, which Mm -hmm. is kind of fun. I'm snacking on Nutsola tonight. I have the peanut butter flavor. And this is my first time actually having Nutsola. And I'm really excited to try it because I've seen it like on Instagram for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm all about trying some healthier snacks that still taste good. So I was excited about this. Like I said, I got the peanut butter flavor. I'm interested to try it some different ways. But honestly, I just opened up the bag and started eating it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. really good. <laughs> It's kind of like a sweet treat. It's not granola, but the granola vibe with my grapefruit, it's... Hitting the spot. Yes, I've got my my breakfast feel going on. Right. (laughs) Yes, like Callan mentioned, I am also enjoying Netzola today. And I'm kind of having the same breakfast vibe, which is kind of funny. I decided to make a parfait with my Nutsola. So it's Greek yogurt, strawberries, and Nutsola. I have the peanut butter and jelly flavor. Oh, yum. I have tried four or five of their flavors so far, and I've really enjoyed all of them. They're all very different, but in a good way. The peanut butter and jelly one has peanuts, dates, cherries, coconut, chia seeds, and spices. And that's it. Mm. And so I feel like, like you mentioned, it's a healthy way to snack. It's a healthy way to not granola. Because <laughs> I feel right, like, right. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, granola is good for you. And it's like, eh. it's kind of like cereal's good for you. It's like, eh, yeah, not really. Loaded with sugar. Yeah. So 
Nettle is a really good product to get because I feel like it's more guilt-free. It has clean ingredients. And another thing I really like about it, it's very versatile. Like I've eaten it like you, like I've eaten it by itself. I've yeah. cooked with it. I've baked with it. I've made a parfait. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. next I'm hoping to find like a smoothie or like milkshake recipe because I feel like that'd be a good like added texture because you know I'm all about the toppings. Oh, yes. Loaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I want to try like some of those protein balls. Like you take the netzola and then kind of roll it into a ball with like a milk of your choice or water Mm -hmm. and then like add in a protein powder if you want. So I'm interested to try that. There's a lot you can do with it. So it's fun. It's a good little snack. We'll definitely be sharing some of the ways that we are enjoying it on our Instagram. So yeah, definitely. Definitely check us out at Pop Culture on the Rocks podcast on Instagram. We actually have a code if you would like to try Nutsola. You can use our promo code PCOTR10 and get 10% off your order. If you order, be sure to let us know what flavor you're trying, what you're doing with it, because I need some ideas. Definitely. So now we've covered what we're eating and we're drinking. Every episode, we talk about what we are watching or reading, like we talked about earlier, or listening to any of those things. What you got? Yeah, like I said, I've been reading a bit more or trying to. I don't know if any haters out there are going to say that I'm kind of cheating with reading this, but I... Don't agree. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll fight for it. So I don't know if I mentioned on here that I actually have a Kindle. I'm not going to say, even though I own one, I'm not going to say I'm 100% pro Kindle because I love the feel of having a book in my hands, you know, actually flipping through the pages, having that kind of tangible activity of it. But there was a place that Anna and I went to on the road trip that never dies. <laughs> it's in a really random spot in Alabama. I don't even remember what city it was in. Do you? Not off the top of my head. You could look it up. It's a cool store and it's a good stop. Uh, it's not really out of the way. I think it's outside of Huntsville, Alabama, but it's called Unclaimed Baggage. And basically all of the luggage that gets lost or abandoned at an airport and is never claimed, it goes to this place. So essentially you're shopping through other people's lost items. <laughs> you know, there's some things you'll care about, some things you won't, but they have a lot of devices. As you can imagine, a lot of people take e readers on planes Mm -hmm. and there were quite a few kindles all different like versions and stuff I didn't really know which one I should get but I found one literally $15 (laughs) (laughs) so I was kind of like I need to get this even in normal life I don't really like buying books I do love bookstores but in general I don't love buying books because I don't really reread books I only buy ones that I know I just want to own and maybe I will reread it so I love the library there's a great app if anybody also enjoys reading and doesn't really want to spend money. It's called Libby. So you can download this on, you know, your phone or your iPad. You just connect your library card to it. So all you need is a library card account. And so you just plug that in and whatever books are available, you know, digitally, you can borrow them on there, same as you would at a library. You can place holds, all of that. And then you can have it for, you know, a week or two, depending on the book. So that's really really cool and if you have a kindle you can read 
your Libby books, it downloads it through Amazon onto your Kindle. Mm. So I'm reading books on my Kindle from Libby rather than buying them. So I actually haven't spent any money on a book. And then with your Amazon account or your Kindle account, there are some free books that you can read too. So it actually has still been cost effective for me and little hack on this. For some reason, like once I download it onto my Kindle, a lot of the books, even though my loan is you know, over and the book has been returned within my Libby account, sometimes it'll stay on my Kindle. So there's Hmm. been books I've read for like two months, even though it was returned within like a week after I borrowed it. So that's kind of handy. Yeah, Yeah. that is handy. (laughs) I read the first to all the boys I've loved before a book. And now I'm on the second. I'm almost finished with the second one. So I'll move right into the third. This is what I was referring to the haters because yes, I have seen all the movies. I've seen the first one multiple, multiple times. So I'm reading something like I already know what happens and it's a very easy, quick read, but it's been really interesting because there are a few differences as you would expect from the movie you know what they did with the plot and so that's actually been really interesting certain characters are featured more certain things are like more of a major plot point Mm -hmm. so that's been kind of interesting to see and compare those now that I've seen the movie so many times. So it's been fun. And I will say that everybody should count their blessings because the first movie wrapped everything up in a nice little bow, even though there were sequels two and three. But the book, the first book, leaves you literally like on quite the cliffhanger. <laughs> like there's no resolution at all. Oh, wow. The second book picks up like immediately after the first one. So I can imagine if I had read these in real time that I would have been so annoyed. (laughs) Right. Having to wait so long to see the story continue. So I was like, wow, I'm glad I've seen the movies (laughs) and I already know what happens because I would have been really annoyed. Yeah, that's so true, though. I do love a good book and you do. I feel like, you know, the characters a little bit more because you can kind of get inside their head more so in a book. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. I recently finished a TV series that was on Disney Plus, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ah, nice. You haven't started it yet, correct? I have not seen any of it yet. Sorry. No, you're good. I remember you watched it with your dad, so. Spoiler-free review. It's been pretty good. I think it has a good message, and the characters are always fun. I love Falcon. He's great. Anthony Mackie's a a fun person. I just like him in general. Like he seems like a really funny person to talk to and just hang out with. And Callan and I have seen him in real life. So there you go. That's a fun fact for you for the day. Unfortunately, Sebastian was not there, but that's fine. Ugh. He had other things to do, I guess, besides go to a Comic-Con. And fall in love with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just didn't know that the love of his life was there, so it's fine. That's right. You know. He'll remember next time. Many celebrities have not found that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> they need to work on that. Yeah, so it was a good series I don't know I guess I would give it like a B mainly because I feel like coming after WandaVision it's a very different tone which is fine I mean it's different in some ways than all the superhero stuff we've seen before it's different in that way but I wasn't finding myself like really dissecting all of the information that I had seen like I was with WandaVision if that makes sense 
I guess WandaVision to me was just such like a different experience. So you weren't trying to like analyze everything. Yes, exactly. Like I when Falcon and Wilder Shoulder dropped on Friday, I mean, I would watch it that weekend. And you know, it was good. But like WandaVision, it was like, we were waiting like Friday morning when it dropped. We were trying to watch it as soon as we could and trying to like dissect every little thing. So anyway, it's definitely a different vibe. So it's kind of hard. It's like apples and oranges kind of deal. But I do think it was good. I do think it was worth a watch. And especially if you don't know about those, a lot about those characters, that makes it more fun. So I did enjoy that. And Captain America Winter Soldier is probably my favorite Marvel movie. So it was fun seeing Sebastian again. Also seeing some other characters we haven't seen in a while was interesting. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. Let us know what you think. There is a very large event that happens in that show that a lot of people have been talking about so curious to see what you think Callan whenever you watch it because I'm sure whenever you watch it you'll be like oh that's what Anna was talking about that's usually how it goes yes yeah (laughs) it clicks I have a lot of thoughts but none of which I want to share before you watch it okay well I apologize that I no don't don't apologize there are a lot of people (laughs) I'm sure that are in the same boat I think it's gonna be good because the Loki series comes out I believe like January 13th or 14th one of those teens January I'm sorry not January. <laughs> June. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. We got, they're really advertising you this You got early. a little bit of time, you know. <laughs> I know. If I can't catch up by January, yikes. No, I'm sorry. June. Uh, that's funny because they announced like they're releasing it a day earlier than they said before. So anyway. Yeah, I think it's the 13th or maybe it's the 12th. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. It's coming out at some point in June. So I think that'll be good. It is kind of funny because I was... Because WandaVision premiered and then the week after Falcon and Winter Soldier premiered. So I was kind of expecting Loki to premiere the week after the finale. But that is not the case for whatever reason. But that's probably a good thing because then that means, you know, people can actually catch up. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of summer content maybe coming back. So that'll be fun to catch up on. So I feel like out of those three series, Loki, I am more excited about. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard some people say they think there's going to be like a Falcon movie or something. So I guess that'll continue on from the show. But from what I understood, I don't think there's going to be like another season of any of these shows. It's just kind of like a one and done kind of deal. But I'm really excited for for the Loki show, I think that's going to be interesting. I feel like it's going to be more my vibe, kind of like with WandaVision, where it's like just so different superhero shows than we've seen. So yeah, lots of good superhero content all the time, all day, every day. It's never ending, it, honestly. It really, it really is never ending. <laughs> and uh, we both go in phases with our superhero stuff. Like, we will be so in it. And then it's like, we got to take, like, a year off. Like, yeah. it's too much. Because both of us in the past, I don't remember what year it was. But, like, I was so into Flash, mm-hmm. Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, it was, like, all I watched. I loved it. And they still are really good. I'm now, of course, behind, like, on Flash and stuff. And is Legends of Tomorrow even still on? I saw like on Twitter that it was advertised it was premiering 
like that night. Okay. I was like, oh, it's still on. <laughs> Which is bad. Because, yeah, like we were in the same boat where we were watching all three shows, like kept up with all of them, watched all the crossovers. Yes. And then, I don't know, like one day we were just like, I'm done for now. <laughs> I know. I know. And uh, I feel bad. And I, I do plan on watching them because it's not like, oh, I just hate this now. Like, I really still did enjoy it all. But it was so much because, like, these were all CW shows. So it's, like, 22 episodes mm-hmm. per season. Yeah, it's a multiple lot. Multiple seasons. It's, like, 45 minutes an episode. So it was, like, I am really just burning out on heroes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, I need yeah. something else. <laughs> and I I think I even only saw, like, the first two episodes of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I always heard that was good. And I would be interested in watching that. So, yeah. It's just, it comes in waves, and you know, y'all know we are DC loyal, so we love supporting DC, but yeah, you just I, get like, okay, I've seen I enough feel you. of this. It, it, yeah. There's just so much superhero content. It's just so saturated. It's like, mm-hmm. sometimes you need a break, but I'm with you. Yeah. I, th- I think I watched the first season of Supergirl, and I really enjoyed it, and so I think I was caught up at one point, like I had finished all the seasons. And it was like taking that like summer break or whatever. And then I just never picked it up again. Every time I get on Netflix and like it, you know, it reminds me like, oh, hey, there's the Flash again. It's like, oh, shoot. I'm like curious to know what happens. And I like all the characters. And I actually heard about there is a new CW show called Black Lightning, which sounds really good. And so I'm like, there you go. That's another one I got (laughs) to watch. I gotta watch because I'm curious because I know nothing about that character so I feel like that'd be really cool maybe that'll be what draws me back is like okay I don't know anything about this character so it's gonna be something different yes that could be a good way for us to get back in it and I just you saying all that really like brought me back I haven't thought about this in a while but I I think another thing was almost exhausting about watching like the flash arrow legends of tomorrow supergirl i would be on the wikipedia page like looking at the timeline like i think i got on like a a blog post Mm -hmm. of you need to make sure you watch this season (laughs) of arrow before you watch this episode of the flash and it it was like this timeline of everything and it really was important to watch it because i mean if you didn't watch it as it was airing Mm -hmm. then if you got like off kilter with the timeline and there was a crossover there'd either be a spoiler or it'd be confusing or somebody would be dead and you'd be like huh so <laughs> right you had to keep it but i mean that was like okay i i've got to follow this like order mm-hmm. and that was really fun in the moment but it was also a lot of work oh it was so now now when i get back in i guess i'm gonna have to revisit that (laughs) and make sure i'm watching it how i'm supposed to be watching it because it really does make it better it does you're right which it makes it confusing i mean i'm assuming there are people out there who don't watch all of the shows so yeah you know i'm sure that they explain it for people you know what's going Mm -hmm. on if you don't watch them but yeah, right, I mean, right. if you watch all of them and then you find out from another one, oh, shoot, that person's dead now. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that this is not even bringing up the Netflix right. superhero shows that we also watched. Yep. 
like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I never saw The Punisher. I wanted to because I loved The Punisher. Yeah, that was a moment in our lives. Are Netflix like superhero shows not going to be a thing anymore? That's from my understanding. Yeah, because of like the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, basically. That's what I understand. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it'll remain on Netflix, but they just won't keep producing it. Yeah. And like they won't be in, I guess they wouldn't be like in a Marvel movie in the future unless they cast them, I guess. Right. Yeah. Not the most educated on this (laughs) subject, but. It's been, we've had a hiatus from uh, some superhero stuff so i think we know more than probably the average the casual fan i think so because i think we've we've at least sampled most of it if not all Mm -hmm. so yeah i i think we do we know the the shows we just may not know what the production status is (laughs) right which i don't think that's bad you know yeah look we got a lot of ground to cover (laughs) so we can we only can do our best people it's true we try. That's all we can do. <laughs> well, that was a lot, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. A lot of content. Uh, something else that we talk about every episode. We <laughs> would love to be a superhero and have superpowers to be on our favorite TV show, The Amazing Race. We would love to use the superpower of CBS will cast you on any show of your choice. And I believe I speak for Callan as well when we say we would choose The Amazing Race, our favorite show. So every week we give a reason why we should be on The Amazing Race because unfortunately that superpower has not matured to where... (laughs) we've gotten cast yet so we're gonna come up with as many reasons as possible so that the casting department will just get so annoyed that they just have to put us on yeah just to make us shut up (laughs) right yeah like i don't know what we're gonna do like after the podcast you know like after we get on the show, I don't, I don't know what we'll do. I know. But uh, we will happily figure it out. Maybe we'll have to do, like, why they should bring us back for All-Stars. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, my gosh, have we thought we shut these people up? That'll be their problem, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what's your reason why we should be on The Amazing Race? My reason this week is that we should be on The Amazing Race because on the show, there are so many different types of challenges, different locales that you visit, different skills that are needed, whether that's in the game or like socially, you know, amongst the other teams. I feel like socially we can find like any connecting point and in the challenges we can do anything they throw at us just because we have so many like random interests but also like contradictory interests mm-hmm. like we just you cannot pigeonhole Anna and Catelyn it's true no pigeons here no pigeons <laughs> <laughs> Surely some of you have kind of gathered this just by listening to our podcast that we have such a wide array of interests that you really can't peg us for any certain category. We don't fit into any 
like stereotype like okay we just spent 10 minutes talking about superhero shows and we could go really in depth about all of these Mm -hmm. but we're also like obsessed with reality television we both like sports me more so but we both enjoy watching sports and a lot of times those don't go hand in hand true next thing you know like we're watching like a documentary or a true crime Mm -hmm. something or other so it's just across the board so many various interests and a lot of these in real life would translate into skills like we can just do a lot of random things that you just can't peg us for one thing and I feel like that's going to be a great advantage for us is with a variety of challenges like they can throw like anything at us and we'll have some sort of like knowledge or connection with it yeah you know absolutely it's one of those like with age comes experience and with us it's like with a wide range of interests comes we can kind of guess what to do (laughs) exactly Exactly. we might not have done it yeah but we probably watched somebody do it or we can figure it out based on other things that we have done yeah i love it that's great so true maybe the short version of that is we're just full of surprises that's even to ourselves it's true sometimes (laughs) we do surprise ourselves sometimes we do yeah yes we just are so exciting we are You can't argue with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are exciting and a show that we've been watching is very exciting. So we're going to circle message. We're here to talk about hashtag circle finale, fire emoji, confetti emoji, (laughs) lipstick emoji, send. (laughs) Uh, I, I will never not laugh at messaging like the circle and I'm gonna be honest that I had a moment at work today where I felt like I was in the circle because we use slack which is like a chat thing and my boss sent to like the whole team how's everyone feeling today (laughs) I I cracked up because I really felt like I am in the circle which is ridiculous because that is a normal question maybe when I would not be in the middle of the circle season right I wouldn't have thought twice but the how's everyone feeling today got me (laughs) because I was like oh my gosh I am in circle chat right now I love it that's great (laughs) I would have had the same thought too where it was just like, how are you guys doing after the blocking? <laughs> you know, are, is everyone doing okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really excited to talk about it since mm-hmm. we talked about kind of the first half of the season or first three quarters of the season, right. whatever it ended up being, and kind of gave our initial thoughts. And now we have finished it out, seen the finale, and can kind of give our final thoughts on the season and the people and all that fun stuff so I think when we left off we knew Jack and Lisa were gonna be uh, a duo but we didn't really know much about it so what were your thoughts on John (laughs) okay John I am obsessed with Christmas so Chris not Christmas Abbott but Christmas the season I know I was triggered (laughs) (laughs) 
I know. Big Brother fans were trying. Yes, exactly. I'm like, uh, why was she named my favorite holiday? I don't know. She's not a bad person or whatever. She just not my cup of tea. But anyway. Right. Yeah. I loved that he was a part-time Santa. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. Uh, the whole thing with him being a psychic was really funny. <laughs> I, I kind of felt almost like he really didn't get a lot he is in lisa and jack (laughs) whatever however we want to rephrase that uh i feel like we didn't really get to know them anymore after Mm -hmm. like they set up their profile and they had maybe like a couple conversations with people Mm -hmm. it i don't know it just kind of i felt like it was very shallow like we learned like he gave chloe a psychic reading and i felt like i don't really even know anything else so i almost just like I really kind of forgot about him, like, during the Mm -hmm. ratings, especially, like, the final ratings. I was just like, oh, yeah, John's here. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) okay, there's there has to be no way they win, right? And uh, it was just kind of like, well, if they do win, I feel like it would just be a fluke, you know? Like, people were Mm -hmm. strategizing, and they just happened to shoot up there to the top. Overall, I thought he was a fun character to play, and I mean... According to the finale, they got along pretty well and they worked together well, which is good because I wasn't really sure how their dynamic worked. Like they seemed like they got along pretty well, but I feel like ugh, being in like an apartment 24-7 and not being <laughs> able to talk to anyone else sounds miserable doing that with a stranger. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, I, it sounds like they made it work. So that's good. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I agree that the only time it felt like we really saw John was kind of like a funny montage almost of people like loving John or Mm -hmm. not being suspicious of John at all. I will say I could not get over the fact that when people in the circle chat were having him guess what numbers they were thinking of, that all (laughs) three people lied and said he was right that was so funny to me like the first two I mean if I were Jack in that situation I would be like oh my gosh like I might have (laughs) some power but the third one it's like okay somebody's lying but it was just so weird that they can't even like consort with one another but they are all choosing to tell John that he's right Right. even though he was wrong on all of them I thought that was just wild that was a really funny moment john's profile was so extravagant between the psychic the santa you know his country life in west virginia but then also like his husband the kids (laughs) yeah his all of his hobbies it was just like this is so much going on that i just cannot believe that everyone thought he was real maybe it was like so much like so extra that they thought there's no way this could be a lie but honestly at that point I think everybody was so distracted by the other players and the strategy and the drama that they weren't even thinking about John and they're like I love John John is so nice and it it was just funny that nobody was really suspicious of John at all yeah I kind of do feel like they just brushed him aside like oh it's John you know he's just (laughs) himself over here doing nothing (laughs) yeah 
yeah, you. I think you saw like one or two private chats with him, but he just was not a central character. Yeah. But I loved the duo idea. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really fun to play a catfish with someone else, probably preferably someone you know, but I don't know. I just feel like you can kind of rein each other in or like bounce ideas off of each other and that would help you keep up the character. I have an idea. You should be a catfish with Sebastian Stan. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, he's an actor, so he knows how to play someone else. You are a writer in many different forms, so your talents could come together. Wow. This could be an iconic duo. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Should I ask him? You know, I can... Almost 100% guarantee you no one has slid into his DMs asking, will you be a duo with me on the circle and we can catfish someone? Like, he might reply to that because that's so unexpected. Instagram message. After we um, stop recording, I'm going to message him and I'll let y'all know if he gets back to me. Please do. That would be guaranteed casting. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean... Hello, they had Lance Bass on there, so... That's true. What else do you need? From the Bass to the Sebastian, (laughs) we can can do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was great. Yes, well, y'all can catch me. I'm going to go ahead and preview it. Circle Season 3, U.S. version. Callan and Sebastian are a duo. Y'all send us ideas for what our catfish should be. I love it. Maybe we'll pretend to be Anthony Mackie. (laughs) (laughs) that would be fun great idea though great idea i love i love it can i be your loved one message yes good a hundred percent i'm just gonna message you and be like hey sebastian i know you're already in there so i'm just introducing myself (laughs) callan i'll see you when you get out of this sebastian my name is anna you can come visit me anytime here in mississippi i will be the best woman in your wedding if you would like we can be best friends. Totally down. Well, you know, I I was laughing thinking of Jack. Like, honestly, I was kind of jealous of him because he got along so well with Lisa, obviously. And yes, Lisa is a separate per- person from Lance, you know, all of that. But Jack is basically guaranteed to know Lance Bass when they get out of there. True. It's like, I would have loved to get in good with Lisa. Right. And then I can know Lance and then the sky is the limit from there. See, that's funny because I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but <laughs> shocker. It's funny because we talk about all the time how... On reality shows, like, way back in the day, like, early 2000s, people went on that show because they wanted to become an actor or get involved in, like, film production or or stage or whatever. And then now, a lot of people come on reality shows because they want to be an influencer or something along those lines. Still try to maybe be, go to Hollywood or whatever. I mean, Jack has, like, a legit connection now. Because yes, Lance Bass, I'm sure, has many connections. I don't know if Jack is interested in getting into <laughs> especially the music industry, but right, I right. mean, hello, that's a great connection for you right there. I know. He has a much better shot than the rest of us right <laughs> right, now. Right, exactly. <laughs> 
What did you think about River, another catfish? I really enjoyed River, aka Lee, the the entire season. It's interesting, and again, I'm watching from like an outside perspective. Who knows what I would think if I were in the house and did not have all the information I have Mm -hmm. just watching it at home. I might have said this already, but I always thought River's profile was like the most obvious catfish like I just did not believe it I just feel like it was not believable I just thought he was a catfish and so I was really surprised that everyone was really confident that he was who he said he was and Mm -hmm. maybe the trick is going really like offbeat having a lot of like quirks and like so many different interests and a big personality that people will believe it I don't know but yeah I always thought Lee would do better like being that old guy I mean hello we see how much people trusted John and did not think anything of it so I really think being an old person in there is a great advantage but I think he played it really well and obviously he was very well liked within the cast and was rated really highly regularly people trusted him so I I enjoyed Lee I thought he was just a precious guy he just seems so sweet like I just feel like he'd be so fun and sweet to know in real life like I feel like he would really care about everything going on with you I loved seeing him fangirl over Lance Bass one and then obviously he was the super secret influencer Mm -hmm. uh or whatever secret super influencer works both ways but um and he got to make the sole decision on who to block and it would be anonymous when he blocked mitchell it was so fun to see him like talking about being a fan of season one and then when mitchell says oh my mom and brother were on last season he's like oh my gosh (laughs) i just we love a good fan of reality show like a fellow fan So that was just really fun to watch. Yeah, same here. I loved his personality. I really wanted him to win that pool. (laughs) And honestly, I was really surprised because going into it, like into the final ratings, I definitely thought it was him or Courtney or Chloe, which that's not really great odds. Three out of two people that I guess, shocker. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was really surprised that he wasn't higher, higher, higher rated. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I assume there was some strategy involved with people who are like, oh, you know, he may be rated higher or, you know, how that strategy works can be kind of confusing. I really loved him. He was super funny. And I loved that he was like, I've got to think logically, like trying to to evaluate where he's thinking with his heart versus where he's thinking with his head. I thought that was good because a lot of people get those things confused. Oh, <sighs> yeah, he was great. I love a fan, so I was all down for River for sure. Yeah, going into the finale, I was still Courtney number 1. I really liked him and I saw especially seeing his loved one video (laughs) it was so sweet like his mom was precious and I really loved his story just how he's grown up and his connection with his stepfather is really sweet oh so I really loved him I really loved that he played the game very strategic which Mm -hmm. I I love good strategy I felt like he had a good Mm -hmm. personality and made good connections with people. Honestly, I really liked how he was the Joker. I felt like he played that really well. I know some people, you know, Kat and Trevor and Mitchell eventually theorized that it was Courtney, but 
I felt like he got that going for a good while. And he made yeah. good enough connections to where, like, he wasn't blocked by River or turned on by Chloe. So, yeah, I really enjoyed him. And he was my number one pick to win. So I was kind of bummed but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised going back to what you said that River was not higher. I thought he would be like mm-hmm. top three, top two. But I think a lot of that was strategy, like you said. I think people intentionally rated him low because they knew he would be rated high. Right. So I guess that's just part of the game. And yes, I have loved Courtney the entire season. He was definitely one of my favorites from the beginning. Very good game player and knowledgeable and obviously like we got to the end and only two of the people were real not catfish and he was one of them so obviously that speaks to his game in the sense that he was able to be himself the whole time Mm -hmm. and people really believed he was authentic the entire time as well Um, and he kept up with those relationships and a lot of times was kind of in the middle like just kind of floated it in the middle rankings, which I think is a good spot to be in. So you're oh, yeah. not a really high target, but you're also not really at risk of being blocked. And I did also really enjoy his mom's video. We cracked up when we were watching it when she was talking about like the song, the music yeah. came on the other day <laughs> that we always, t- you know enjoy like what do we always listen to and you know i'm thinking like an oldie like something uh-huh. kind of classic and then she says super bass by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and i'm just imagining her like rapping to super bass in the car thinking of courtney it's really funny <laughs> i had that thought too yeah they seem like they have a cute relationship and yeah kind of like what you're saying about how river was lower than i expected uh spoiler the winner for me was shocking because I thought Trevor, aka Delisa, was going to be very low. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm assuming it was probably, I, I don't want to discredit her win because I'm I'm in the camp that if you won, you were supposed to win is how I feel mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for any game that you play. But I would have expected River's position to be where Trevor was and Trevor to be where River was rated. And so it was almost like strategy wise, maybe they almost overthought it kind of like, oh, I'm going to rate River lower because I think he's going to be higher. And then like almost everyone thought that way. And so Trevor's average was higher because of that. I'm with you that I was really surprised that Trevor slash Delisa won Mm -hmm. because Trevor has been so like in the middle of the rankings the entire mm-hmm. time. I think he was an influencer once, but uh, usually Trevor seemed to be kind of lower. Like everybody kind of liked Trevor, but sometimes people were suspicious and just never like in that power position. Right. Especially like towards the end, I thought he was really in trouble because mm-hmm. River and Courtney were such a tight duo and I knew Chloe was going to be loyal, but Trevor's relationship with Chloe definitely paid off for him. Absolutely it did. Yeah. So, yeah I I agree I know Courtney rated strategically and I know River rated with his heart Mm -hmm. so when I was watching it I was thinking honestly with these alliances a lot of these votes are going to cancel each other out like where River voted people Trevor's probably voting the opposite Mm -hmm. and 
I was like, John and Chloe are probably going to be the two, like, that really decide where people land if a lot of these cancel each other out. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean... I enjoyed watching Trevor, a.k.a. Delisa, all season. I thought it was really funny that she was playing her husband. She played a loyal game, friendly with everybody, and was never really a target Mm -hmm. and really stayed out of all of the drama, too. So I think that helped her. So at the end of the day, yeah, I think she deserves it, but not at all who I would have predicted to win. I don't think it was an obvious pick even watching the finale. Yeah. And she said it too. Like when she saw that Mitchell was blocked, she was like, well, I have no shot. So I definitely think a lot of it was strategic ranking, like you said, and there's luck involved just in the show in general. There's luck Mm -hmm. involved with the, the ratings, but if she were hated, then she would have been at the bottom no matter what so she obviously did a lot right to get there yeah i've really enjoyed delisa i think she has a fun personality and it she has a very interesting story arc kind of throughout the season because i feel like like you're saying she was very much like in the middle not really making any waves i feel like with anyone but towards the end when cat and Mitchell and her kind of bonded and then Kat went home and they're trying to make the trifecta it was kind of like oh okay now she's like you know getting on the strategy train and like trying to make something happen obviously I did not want it to work out because I was a Courtney and River fan but I really like Trevor as well yeah it's just it was a roller coaster there for a minute because it was like she was unsure what was gonna happen with her fate she made a lot of really funny comments that were like if I was playing myself I would say you know this that and the other but I loved the game like the trivia game that they played and she got on the sports section yeah. and got the um, the Chicago Bulls team from whatever year that was. And it's really funny because I watched The Last Dance. So now I know who those people are. So that was really funny and almost the opposite effect of what happened with Jack versus <laughs> Delisa. <laughs> Yeah, that was really entertaining. Uh, What did you think about her flirtatious relationship with Chloe? <laughs> I felt bad, honestly, for <laughs> yeah. Chloe. I mean, she was not my favorite uh, person. Would not be, like, the one I was rooting for the most yeah. during the season. I mentioned <clears throat> that I just could not do Too Hot to Handle despite my <laughs> my low standards <laughs> when it comes to TV. I will say I came out of the season... I not disliking her like I I think she is a good person and she seemed really genuine and loyal and like she would be a good friend and all of that so I definitely don't have bad feelings towards her and I felt bad for her with the relationship just you know her talking about things like if I come out of here with him then it doesn't matter if I win I'm like oh girl (laughs) (laughs) um because I I would imagine that it's not only unfortunate to find out you're being catfished but to find out that the person that you like is married to the person catfishing (laughs) you like that's just an extra layer true not even like oh this is a stranger or like river like this is a friend of mine yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you could maybe even be set up with outside this no (laughs) he is unavailable yeah yeah so i i did feel bad for her but 
that was super entertaining to watch. It was. And I mean, I don't blame Delisa at all for that because right. if somebody, if I were catfishing as, you know, a guy and a girl started flirting with me, well, yeah, I'm going to flirt back. Just like Emily flirted back with Mitchell. I mean, that was you so got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So funny. <laughs> You got to do what you got to do. Like, this is a game. So, honestly, watching her, having watched a lot of Catfish now, I'm like, now I'm seeing, like, how you get Catfish. Like, I'm watching it happen. And how you kind of convince yourself, even though you have some doubts. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I I felt the same way, too. It was like, I get why she's doing it, but it's so sad because she just really liked Trevor. (laughs) But maybe her and Mitchell will work out. Who knows? I know. They seem to be chatty there at the finale. So good luck to them. (laughs) Um, It was so funny. You know, my favorite part of every well of both seasons now that we have seen is when they all get to meet at the end at the table and they reveal themselves and I just I live for seeing people's reactions (laughs) and there were so many catfish this Mm -hmm. time and you know the first season of the final four there was only one catfish so this just had so much more like shock factor right and it was so entertaining. And I'll say Courtney gave the best reaction. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I loved it. I love seeing them like reveal, oh, I did this. Like, this was me. Yeah. That was so funny. But I honestly, I really liked when Delisa won and she was getting to FaceTime Trevor. Yeah. Everybody seeing the real Trevor. That was sweet. <laughs> and that has to be so weird to like, I feel like, like we all know you. But you do not know us. Yeah, at all. exactly. Like all these people feeling like they've been talking to this man who has zero. He's like, I don't of know any people. of these people, but hey, yeah. just waving. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, so funny. But I really enjoyed that. I I loved all the reactions, especially like Jack and Lisa, mm-hmm. the duo. That was. I I mean, I think that was definitely one of the most shocking things, just because it's unexpected and it's like, okay, I recognize these people yeah. when they walk in. It's like yeah. you're not expecting that at all you're expecting santa Mm -hmm. claus to walk through the door Mm -hmm. yeah and that was funny too like when i I said i had said when lee reveals himself like people are gonna think it's john and so it was really funny when he went to block mitchell he's like john (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like no i shaved my mustache right yeah that was great the finale was great i did want to say i did enjoy chloe I'm the same way. I I have not watched Too Hot to Handle. I'm mm-hmm. curious to know, like, how she did on that show. Like, I have no clue how that show even worked. But I assume that she has the same personality, very, like, outgoing and outspoken, loud, kind of. But I'm, I'm with you. I liked the alliances that she made, but she was not really, like, my favorite person. But I enjoyed that she opened up about some of her life because I assume that probably doesn't come out on Too Hot to Handle. Maybe it does, but mm-hmm. that was interesting to to learn more about her. Yeah, I was happy that Trevor won. She sounded like she needed the money as well. All these people needed the money for different reasons, whether it's pull or for <laughs> other reasons. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was excited for Delisa for sure. It was interesting because like if you compare, I again, I've never seen the UK season, so I don't have anything else to compare it to. But if you look at the first US season, I feel like like we talked about when we did our first podcast about it, I feel like it was very much like not much strategy, more so 
who's the most likable? Who are you friends with? And that's, Mm -hmm. spoiler, that's why Joey won. And I feel like it was almost the opposite in this circumstance because in this season, like... I mean, Trevor was friends with everyone, but I don't feel, other than Chloe, he wasn't number one for anyone. So it's Mm -mm. kind of the opposite to where I feel like this season was more strategy-based, which I'm always down for. Definitely. And I had thought about that, too, of he was really no one's number one. Probably Chloe, like you said, but even she had her doubts and had other, you know, friendships and loyalties. And by the end of it, he really didn't have that except with Chloe. So, yeah, I guess it does speak to the other relationships he was able to develop and maintain and yeah I mean at the end of the day the strategy that was a big reason how he ended up in that first place spot Mm -hmm. yeah but it's fun to watch it's fun to see how it's different and I mean they're gonna have to keep bringing it with the new twists and things Mm -hmm. because obviously like this season okay the duo like becoming john they had not done that so it's unexpected things like that the joker these new things well okay next season if i were on there every new player i'm gonna be like all right is this somebody that's already been kicked out like it kind of gives the people that come in later even less reason to be trusted so They're just going to have to keep adding in these layers and twists. And I don't know. I'm curious to see what they come up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. Also, I'm assuming they're going to do a new season. But I don't know how long it'll take or anything like that. But I'm hopeful. I know. I don't know if they're going to kind of do this like once a year thing. But I feel like they could film a lot. I mean, it takes like two weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I feel too. Very Seems very low budget. You know, you don't have to make any challenges or these crazy uh, trips that you have to win or anything like that. So it could Mm -hmm. be, yeah, maybe they'll do more often. But, I mean, the summer is quickly approaching and you know what that means. (laughs) Our other favorite (laughs) reality show is coming back. Big Brother will be coming back for the summer. And holla freaking Luya. It'll be better than last season, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I'd read a while back that they had said, because season 22 came out probably, what is that, August? Yeah, because we launched with that. Yes, which is pretty late for Big Brother. So they were saying how it'll probably come back to its original time, which is around June. So that's super exciting. And then I saw today that Julie Chen Moonves, who is the host of Big Brother, she was promoting that she is doing some photos for some upcoming promotions emotional stuff so good news there and I'd also seen the last few weeks there were some casting ads or whatever for the new season so that's exciting (gasps) back to watching all the live feeds during our free time cannot wait (laughs) can't wait (laughs) that is honestly so hard to believe that it's almost time for another season of Big Brother I guess because it ended in like October it was almost my birthday Day. Yeah, yeah. So that is late for a normal 
normal thing. So it hasn't been as long as it normally would be, but that is kind of crazy that we're almost back to that. But mm-hmm. that's going to be really exciting. We'll be recapping it again here. So um, that's going to be fun and all new people. So who knows what's in store? What kind of shenanigans are going to happen? No telling. There, There is no telling. <laughs> and in other CBS reality news, Survivor is filming again. So that means mm-hmm. there will be a new season of that, I presume, in the fall. So we will be busy, busy hitting up our uh, CBS television station. <laughs> <laughs> Our local local channel. Yes. yes. We are anxiously waiting for the Amazing Race to come back once the world has opened its borders. Yeah. Isn't that just dandy? I feel like that is always a situation where we're waiting on the Amazing Race. I mean. But it is. Yeah. It, it's always worth the wait. Exactly. Race fans are used to waiting. So. Yep. Nothing new. But that's all right. Just another day for us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just gives us more time to come up with reasons why we should be yeah, fast. Exactly. <laughs> and I've been wanting to, to rewatch some seasons. So it'll mm-hmm. give us some time. To do, do that. that yeah a lot of good content tonight i am in a way sad to see the circle go because it is such a fun show really entertaining to me it's kind of weird but it's like i have a nostalgia with it because it was like the beginning of lockdown mm-hmm. when i was watching season one and now we finished season two a year later obviously the world is better than it was then you know, we've got our vaccines in us and all that. And slowly things are kind of becoming more normal. But I mean, at the same time, we're still in this situation. Yeah. And it's just weird that it's weird thinking of time in terms of these shows. That we've been watching. <laughs> right. That's kind of how our <laughs> timeline works, I think. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It'll be the same when Big Brother's back. It's like yes. Big Brother was the first like new show, yes. new content, live content. And that was so exciting. And yeah, we're almost back to it. Yeah, it's crazy. Thankful for TV always, honestly. <laughs> for real. TV's always there for us. I love it. <laughs> it is. It's it's consistent. Yes. <laughs> Well, good stuff. We are consistently in love with you, our listeners, and we love making new content for you guys and connecting over any types of social media, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, email, or Discord. We are pretty active on all of those platforms, and we love just connecting with everybody and everyone else being able to create a community of pop culture on the rock fans as well. It's always fun just find a community who enjoys the same things that you do. And we like a lot of different things. So there's something Mm -hmm. for everybody, hopefully. You name it, we we can find a connecting point with you. (laughs) It's true. We get (laughs) we get pretty creative, so it's exciting. (laughs) But yes, please feel free to check us out on anywhere you listen to your podcast and recommend us to your family, your friends, coworkers, all that. And please feel free, if you'd like, to rate and review us on probably any of those. But I feel like Apple Podcasts is probably the one that's the the most um, important for us personally. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we would really appreciate it if you did that for us. That would be fantastic. Uh, and like we mentioned, go check Check out 
Nutzola on their website and be sure to use our code. We would love to hear what you think. They are great people and a great company. So we've really enjoyed getting to know them. So please reach out to them and support their cool business. Yes, the code once again is PCOTR10. You can get 10% off your order and that will be in the episode notes and also a link if you would like to check it out. Well, thanks again so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. Until next time, I'm Anna. I'm Callan. Circle message. Hashtag Stan for Circle Season 3. Send. Yes. Get them together. Thank you.